Oh, man, we forgot to write an ad again, Dan. Don't worry, dude. I found that box of old scripts we lost. We'll just use one of those. I don't know. Some of those are kind of old, don't you think? They may be out of date. Out of date? Don't worry, Andy. I made them evergreen. Hmm, Is that like spearmint? No, Andy. It means they're good to use whenever. Timeless. Oh, all right, if you're sure. Oh, I'm sure. Here, let's do this one. Uh, Hey, Dan, what are you doing for the big holiday? (laughs) Oh, you know, the usual. Dressing up like a Frankenstein, chasing little kids. That's how you celebrate? Yeah, how else? Come on, Dan. It's it's the future, baby. Time to upgrade your holiday fun. You don't usually say baby. That's usually reserved for me. <laughs> it's like if you're a future baby, so I'm aging in reverse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it is 2018, the future. But if I'm not out spooking little kids, I'll just be cooped up in my house. No friends, no food, no great music. What do I do then? Wait, you... You don't have food in your house? Stick to the script, Andy. Oh, fine. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so I've got an idea, Dan. This Independence Day, get out of your house, grab some friends, and come play Overwatch like a boss. Contender Esports, Springfield is the city's hottest esports gaming center with food, great music, and over 50 gaming stations for PC, Xbox, PS4, and Nintendo with all the latest games. Games? Like League of Legends? Oh, yeah. And Counter Strike, uh huh, and f- 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 Fortnite. I'm gonna act like you didn't even ask that. <laughs> Contender Esports is open seven days a week from 11 a.m. and easy to find next to St. George Donuts on Battlefield and National. Thanks to Contender Esports for sponsoring today's episode of Spring Food Mo and have a safe, fun Fourth of July. I think that was good. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. The longest-running locally-focused podcast in Springfield, Missouri is A Podcast from Springfield with Dustin, Jared, and Doug. Their first episode aired on July 16th, 2016, and topics that week included Pokemon Go and the future of gaming. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower for the last time of this decade. Wow. This is the last record we're doing this decade. Uh-huh. Uh, that you'll hear during yes. this decade. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do actually have one more in a couple days, but that won't come out until deep into 2020. Uh-huh. You are listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri, for over a year now. Wow. I am Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell. And I'm not resting until we try every single restaurant here in Springfield, Missouri. Although... Not today. We're not trying any restaurant. For the the third time ever, Uh uh, we are not going to have any kind of restaurant review today, though you will probably hear us talk about the enormous amount of cookies in front of us. Something fell. I don't know what that was. Uh, It was my carbon monoxide. That's probably what happens when the room's full of (laughs) CO2. It just falls off. Yes, yeah, that's a good good alarm you got there. Yeah, we we have a lot of uh, Julie's Chewy's cookie detritus here in front of us from the episode that our listeners heard last week with Sarah Jenkins from the Mystery Hour. We actually just got finished recording that, and we're recording this one immediately afterwards. What a great episode. Yeah, it was really fun. Man. What a good guest. Ooh, man. You've already heard it, so you already know how good it was. Yeah, you know it was awesome. (laughs) But yeah, we're going to be noshing on some cookie crumbles here a little bit while we answer some listener questions and voicemail. It's the second annual Food Mails Festival of Food Mail, Spring Food Mo's Self-Indulgent Christmas Spectacular. 
Speaking of which, uh, yeah, we do have a voicemail. I believe we figured out today that it is 501-OATS. Yes. So yeah. call 501-OATS if you have any kind of Were message. Were you able to confirm that? I, I think I saw I you looking at your phone yeah. trying to parse it out. Yeah. Well, I tried to figure one out on my own, but I went to one of those sites where it'll tell you all uh-huh. the anagrams, not anagrams, but all the letter combinations, and OATS wasn't one of them. Yep. I think on some phones, maybe one doesn't have a sure. number associated with it, but on mine, I'm pretty sure on the old phones, like old-time push-dial phones, uh, Oats works. Oh, Oats yeah. works. If you want to call the Spring Food Mo hotline here, just remember the unseasoned item that Ken McClure gives all of our last meals participants. Oats. Oats. 501 Oats. And we did get four or five calls here mm. in the last couple of days. We're going to try to answer those. Let's. You want to you do one right now, Dan? Yeah, let's go ahead and start off with the first one. All right. Here's our first call. Hey, guys. It's me, Christian Slater from Broken Arrow. <laughs> giving you a call to uh, congratulate you on another year of the podcast and uh, ask a big question for your food mail, food mail roundup there into the year. Uh, sure knows a lot about the show. Media this decade, TV, movies, music. What's some of your favorites of the decade? And uh, make sure to talk about it for a real long time. Jack Nicholson calling here. Uh, with Christian Slater wishing everybody a, a big old Merry Christmas, a big fat one. So uh, get out there and yeah, give your loved one something. All right, Christian Slater, Jack Nicholson signing off. Bye. Wow, Jack Nicholson, a legendary actor calling to wish us a big fat happy yeah. Christmas, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I've been seeing a lot of Christian Slater lately because I've been uh, catching up on Mr. Robot. Ooh, Mr. Robot. How's that? Um, You know what, Dan? took a much it's a dark show that took a very dark turn really <laughs> this last season oh yeah. I had no clue explained a lot of what's been going on with one of the characters and not a fun thing to watch Ooh. i mean it's i mean it's it's probably a reasonable explanation for how the character wound sure. up the way that character is but yeesh man was not expecting it hit pretty hard interesting <laughs> i would not consider uh mr robot one of my favorite shows of mm-hmm. this decade though i do like it a lot yeah absolutely. i went through a phase Great where show. i was watching like every TV show that was during the phase that uh, there was like a year um, between finishing my master's degree mm-hmm. and starting this podcast where I was like I could, didn't know how to fill my time yeah. you know and so I was watching TV shows and writing about them for no one for <laughs> no one just for me <laughs> turning my pleasure time into work you know yeah anyway do you have any favorite TV shows this year Dan uh man I there was a lot of great TV this decade I really enjoyed Game of Thrones until I didn't but there's really only one pick for me. It is Comedy Central's Detroiters. Yeah, it was show. canceled earlier this year. Uh, it's an absolute travesty. There's only 20 episodes of it available, but uh, not many people I have found have actually seen it. If you're familiar with, I think you should leave on mm-hmm. Netflix starring Tim Robinson. He's one of the driving creative forces behind Detroiters and I it makes me laugh harder yeah. than maybe anything I've ever seen. There's I, a real yeah. sweetness to Detroiters oh. that isn't present in I think you should leave that I find really appealing. I watched the first season on your recommendation. It's true. It's one of the sweetest comedies out there. It, ju- it just warms me up whenever I watch it. I've watched every episode five or six times now and still get huge belly laughs oh, yeah. out of it. What, what, what about you for the TV front? Uh, I have two that I generally cite as my favorite of the decade, and they were both airing at the exact same time. I believe that was like summer 2017. Uh, that is Twin Peaks: The Return sure. 
and The Leftovers, both of which are sort of sci-fi, fantasy, but not exactly. Yeah. They both strike these really weird tones that no other shows have ever struck. Um, I, Twin Peaks is probably like a more crowning achievement, but man, sure. The Leftovers just hit me so hard. I love sad stuff, Dan. I'm not generally a sad <laughs> guy, but like sad stuff really appeals to me. Sure. With a little tinge of hope. And that's exactly what The Leftovers is. But it also became like one of the funniest shows on TV, really? too. It's the third season, especially, is hilarious. Yeah. I've watched um, the first one and you've recommended the second, the yeah. second and third. And I've heard that from other people as well. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Uh, if anyone's heard this show talked about before, The Leftovers, you know, season one's a really tough watch. And mm-hmm. then seasons two and three, they kind of recalibrate. And it's still dark, but there's some levity. Yeah. And it's, it's wonderful. Uh, I also love Fleabag. Everybody loved sure. it this year. Uh, the last sex season two makes season one even better. The whole thing is you can watch Great it. Great show. In, watch it in uh, six hours total. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's shorter than The Irishman. So <laughs> just go check it out. <laughs> That's not true. It's You can blow right it's through close. it though, and you should. And then Atlanta is awesome. Oh, yeah. Love Atlanta. Love Atlanta. So how about movies? Oh, man, this one was really tough. I had to go check my letterbox to count mm-hmm. to see like what movies I had seen from this decade. And uh it was it was tough for me. I I I ended up with three uh, comedy and action and sort of an overall drama. MacGruber, yeah. uh, one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Uh, got a little very dumb part of MacGruber tattooed on my leg here. <laughs> uh, not going to get into that. Um, but boy, I, I love that movie. It makes me laugh uncontrollably. Yeah. The Raid. Uh, I I prefer the first raid just Whoa. because i've seen it more i i'm just kind of going off the movies i've watched sure. the most this decade and with my good friend josh my best friend who i used to live with we used to put on the raid for christmas and for anything that we assumed was a holiday um man loved watching the raid with him love that movie love the raid too as well and number one I don't know that it's the best movie of the decade. I'm going to go ahead and say it's not. It may not even be my favorite movie of the decade, but I've seen The Fighter so many oh, times yeah. this decade, huh. and I love that movie. It's so very much. watchable. Oh, it's infinitely rewatchable. Yeah. I could watch it any day. I love uh, his Boston family calling Amy Adams uh, an MTV girl. <laughs> it's so good. What about you, Andy? Man, I know what my number one is for sure, but everything else, I was able to narrow it down to 13. I'm trying to make a top 10 <laughs> list. I was wow. able to narrow it down to 13. You know, I watch typically somewhere between 50 and 80 movies each year. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of movies. Uh, go to the Moxie, folks. It's a, it's a great place. Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, number one, without a doubt, is uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's maybe my favorite movie. I'm not sure, but wow. I think it might be my favorite movie. Just like... Did we see that together? Did we? I have I no kind of think we did in the theater, yeah. Huh. I'm sorry. I don't remember that. No, no, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it was a while ago. We used to see a lot of movies together at yeah, the Moxie. Did. More and more. Uh, 2013 is when that came out. Uh-huh. So that would have been... We were hanging out quite a bit at that time. Absolutely. I think that was right around I the think time we that probably I moved. Saw it together. So... Um, yeah, that movie, it's about a musician mm-hmm. who just never quite broke through, which is something that I relate to too much, though I'm okay with it. Hey. You know, It's about someone who lost a creative partner, which I sounds, seems like it'd be horrible. Yeah. Um, anyway, people should watch it. It's fantastic. Oscar Isaac is in it. There's all this great music. If you haven't seen it, you should awesome watch movie. it. Um, then top five I'm having a real hard time with. I think... Man, I'm having a real hard time not putting the movie Drinking Buddies at number two. Oh, really? Because the I love Joe Swanberg movie. Joe Swanberg yeah. starring Olivia Wilde, Ron Livingston, and uh, Anna Kendrick and Jake Johnson. Sure. It's kind of similar to what you were saying, to what I said about your pick of the fighter. It's so watchable. Mm. But also, man, there's just something about like 
watching hot people listen to good music <laughs> and like navigate these this tricky emotional terrain. I can just watch that movie over and over and sure. over. And they're drinking beer too. Like that's a big part of it. You love watching people drink beer. Yeah. And uh, with the exception of like the main characters, most of the people in the movie look like real people mm-hmm. and it's mostly improvised. And like that movie has a life to it that very few others do. Uh, the Master, I love Creed is one of my sure, favorite movies. Yeah. You know, I was went on the Creed quality was. check to talk about Creed 2 a while back. We went on for over two hours, wow. which is... So it's not hard to get me to talk about anything I care about, but man, Landline, The Raid 2, Euro Dreams love of Sushi, Landline. John Wick, I love. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pick which Wick, yeah. one or two, to go on there. Really love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, mm-hmm. uh, Green Room, and last night I rewatched Short Term 12, which probably creeped yeah, its way yeah. back up into the top five also. And then from this year, Her Smell and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Are, love they're em. vying for those spots. Haven't seen Her Smell, you know, but I love oof. Once Upon a Time. Man, it's about a punk rocker. It's about a punk rocker, man. It's, hey, that's you know. just like me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's just real quick run through music. As listeners know, Dan and I could talk about music for hours oh, on end. And Easily. What's your favorite music of this last decade? Dan? Um, I mean, this I actually brought up just a couple weeks ago on the Hangout episode. Uh, the album Blonde by yeah. Frank Ocean, I think, is the best album of the decade. I think it's one of the best albums of all time. Certainly one of my favorite albums of all time. I think this decade in general has produced some of my absolute favorite music I've ever heard. I think it's been a really beautiful decade uh-huh. for music and just pushing boundaries. I love Death Grips. They've released seven albums in the last decade, have had one of the strongest musical you, outputs. You love provocateurs. Of- I do. I like provocateurs. I like a little abrasiveness in my mm-hmm. music. I like a, uh, some density there, too. I like a lot of things to be going on. Um, if you like abrasive, dense music, and for some reason you haven't already heard Death Grips, go check <laughs> them out. They're so fantastic. Um, also, Run the Jewels, Danny Brown, two of the greatest rapper rap three of the greatest rappers of all time. They call them rap people. Yes, I'm pretty rap sure. people. There's no other way to talk about a person who raps. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> budding here in the 2010s. So, so good. One of my favorite albums of the decade, though, just to put a little spotlight on this one, Dead by Young Fathers. If our listeners have never heard of Young Fathers before, they're from the UK, I think Edmonton. Uh, They're they're just a fantastic, fantastic three-piece kind of... Sure, they're not from Canada. Do what? They're from Canada? No, no, they're okay. they're from they're from the UK. Cool. Uh, man, love love young fathers. They're hard to even describe, but go put on dead. It's a beautiful album. You know what? Neither you nor I could ever be young fathers at this point. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> too old. No, no, middle aged fathers at best. <laughs> Probably not going to be any age father. <laughs> what about uh, you for the music, Andy? Man, I'll I'll run down some and then I'll talk about someone more specifically. Uh, Radiohead, King of Limbs. Sure, love the first Lord album a lot. Like the second one a lot too. Not many people love that King of Limbs album, but I man, do. I love it. It's it rocks. Great. Lord, pure heroin. Oh, yeah, really sure. love that. LCD sounds and this is happening. More mm-hmm. songs from that album, like Dance Yourself Clean, is. For my like group of friends, sure. all of us getting ready to leave, like that period, that was a huge yeah. song. Um, love both, I think all like all three or four of the Jason Isbell records. Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, and their project Boy Genius, mm-hmm. really great. Um, Titus Andronicus has been a huge band for Absolutely. me. Everything they've done in the decade, the album yeah. Local Business. Some middle-aged white punk yeah. rock guys. Okay, I've seen them seven <laughs> times. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Japan Droid Celebration Rock did technically uh-huh. come out this decade, though I think the single that I like the most from the album came out in two thousand nine or two thousand eight. Um, maybe my favorite, the one that I listened to the most. I kind of couldn't believe it when I was going back and thinking about it. I listened to more than anything else the weekend. Uh, sure. House of Balloons, Absolutely. The, the first mixtape, like the original version, the cleaned up version is, yeah. is good, but it's not the same. Yeah. You go back and download the free version with all the uncleared samples and stuff. That's the way to go. But 
gotta say, man, number one artist of the decade, number one, uh, it's Kendrick Lamar. Like, sure, should be the poet yeah, laureate. Not? I mean, it's the, the the coldest take that any person who cares about music could have. But every Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar album, all four of the major releases oh, are. Yeah fantastic i find i don't listen to them as often as I listen to other things because it's, it's like sitting down for a seven course feast oh my goodness you know, yeah especially like the pimple butterfly yeah or even just... even section section 80 yeah. is kind of the same way and uh just love him so much flew out to la to see him play at his hometown because wow. he at the time when i bought the tickets there were no missouri dates <laughs> but uh Really love him. I, I we were at grad school the other day, and you know, grad school is one of the places where they'll play music with naughty words on the PA. Oh, sure. And my parents love to go there. <laughs> um, that's why they love juicy, yeah. juicy cuss words, oh, yeah. as my dad yeah. once said. I mean, your dad loves <laughs> juicy J <laughs> specifically. <laughs> well, this is a story within a story. But one time uh, for Christmas, my dad had bought his brother. His he has a brother who's like six years older than uh-huh. me, and he would bought his brother a rap album. He bought it from Walmart, so it was edited, and then mm-hmm. we were going to take it back to. Best Buy to see if they would exchange it for the unedited version, sure, which is like okay. not a thing that you yeah. really do. And my my dad was explaining this situation to me. I was probably like seven or eight or something. And dad was like, he wants the version with all the juicy, delicious cuss words. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Juicy, delicious cuss words. Anyway, we were at uh, grad school and Kendrick Lamar, it was something from uh, Good Kid Mad City was playing over. It had to do with swimming pools. Even. Yeah, yeah. And I was distracted as I am every time <laughs> any music I like is playing above. And um. I just said out loud, he should be the poet laureate. And then <laughs> a part of the song came on that I'm not going to repeat on the show. And uh, when my parents were listening, <laughs> and I was quite embarrassed. And I was like, he's a, he does it in character. He says it in character. But anyway, I love Kendrick Lamar. He's he's definitely my top uh, musician of the of the entire yeah. decade. All four albums. You ought to introduce so. them to Danny Brown if they're yeah, not already familiar. I think, they, I think they'd Triple be a uh, yeah. It'd be their top album for sure. <laughs> So this episode is coming out on Christmas Eve. Wow. You got any big Christmas plans, Dan? I don't have a whole lot planned. Uh, Typically, what I would do for Christmas Eve would be watch The Last Waltz. I know it's a Thanksgiving movie, but I I always watch it on Christmas Eve. Probably won't be doing that this year because we just caught it at the Alamo together. Um, I also typically try to join my brothers at my parents' house for kind of a late night watching of Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Because as much fun as it is to make fun of now that people say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, up until just about a year ago, Uh I was very much a person who loved to mention that Die Hard is, in fact, a Christmas movie. I feel like you should just, people should just take away the whole Christmas thing and just, it's a great movie. It is. It's not a hot take that it's Christmas. It never that it was a Christmas it's movie. Not. It never was. It's not a hot take. It's just a great movie. I think you can it's watch it only really a hot take among people who like haven't actually seen Die yeah. Hard because then they're like, uh, no, it's not. It's an action movie. But <laughs> you know, it, it's very much Christmas. But you know what's secretly a Christmas movie, Dan? What's that? Gremlins. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go to California for Christmas. Thanks for asking. Wow, what are you doing? <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to go uh, just hang out at my grandma and grandpa's house. That's pretty cool. And my, all my aunts and uncles, I've got four aunts and uncles on my dad's side of the family. They're all younger than him, and they live out there, and they're all married with kids and stuff, sure. so they get together. And just love that side of the family. Don't get to see them that often. And uh, going to go spend seven days out there. Nice. Pretty excited. So as listeners uh, hear this, I'm out there Christmas Eve. There's this street... Um, 
in Palm Springs, where my grandparents live. Mm-hmm. They actually live in Cathedral City, but that whole valley is just... Docks them. One, I already did. <laughs> I don't know if that episode's come out yet or not. It probably hasn't. Yeah. Where I dox my grandparents. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> they live in Cathedral City, but there's all these cities that are just jammed right up next to each other in this valley. It's probably like a dozen of them or something. Yeah. But one of the cities has this uh, street called Minerva, where all these very wealthy people just totally do up their houses with Christmas lights. And name them was an awesome Deftones song. Minerva. Oh yeah. It is it named after a person or is it named after the Christmas street? I actually I actually don't know, but oh. the song rules. I mean, you should listen to it. It's off their self titled album. Okay. Is yeah. It, aren't they from Southern California? Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe very much so. Maybe it's about Minerva. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it definitely uh, could be. Yeah. Song rules. <laughs> Check it out. I will. I like Deftones. Uh, I like I listen to White Pony on the first day of school every oh, year. Man, that album rips. Yeah, listen, oh. listen to the first slide of that album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, uh, my my family inexplicably calls it Minerfka. Don't know it's some <laughs> kind of weird thing. I got an. I'm sure it's one of my uncles goofing around. But uh, we we eat In and Out Burger, then we go to Minerfka and walk <laughs> around with the kids and uh, look at all the lights, Dan. It's nice. Fun. And then. No one in my family wraps presents before, and so they stay up till like two or three in the morning having brews. You've told <laughs> to me about this before. This sounds like a great time. And my uh, uncles always like do shots and stuff like that, and it seems like a pretty brutal Christmas morning. Sure. Um, I don't know if I'll, I won't fully partake in all of that, but um, what is it called now whenever you drop the Baileys into the Guinness? What's the appropriate name for that? I never found out what the appropriate name was. Uh, I actually even Googled it to see if there was an option other than Irish car bomb. I am Irish. That term of. But uh, uh, no, I couldn't find another one. Um, Well, my uncle uh, John has decided that uh, all of us, including my almost 80 year old grandma, are going to do (laughs) that drink. Nice. On Christmas Eve. True uncle move. Oh, 100%. <laughs> anyway, I'm very excited. Um, you know, we do have a mid-roll ad to read, wow. and we're not even in the middle yet. We're actually pretty close <laughs> to the beginning still. We're going to go ahead and read it. Dan, how do you feel about, just in a general way, how do you feel about ice cream? Um, You know, it's probably my favorite dessert item. I, I, I think you'd be... Just straight up? I think so, yeah. Now, last week on the Julie's Chewies episode, we posited the question of cake versus cookies versus pie versus, like, a bar. But I think ice cream... <laughs> I just fully knocked the mic it's away from my face. That doesn't happen every week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I do fiddle with the mic stand a lot. It's fun. It feels good. It anchors <laughs> it you to the to the earth. It's great. Um, I didn't even include ice cream in that con- in that conversation because I think that ice cream can be added to any one of those four components and exponentially make okay. them better. So sure. I think that ice cream on its own is the the greatest dessert of all. Well, you know, we do have a question from a listener coming up about ice cream, but um. It's not for not for you. <laughs> it's not a question for you. So I'm glad to hear that, Dan. Um, because guess what? We've got the scoop on a new and quickly growing delicious dessert company. What, like a scoop of ice cream? Yeah, I I just now got that. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, ice cream factory makes handmade premium ice cream locally. Based out of Eldon, Missouri, Ice Cream Factory makes all their ice cream in-house and has over 40 flavor options. They also 
hand layer in every single ingredient to ensure that each batch exceeds expectations. They have one retail location already open and another opening next spring. Currently, Ice Cream Factory is looking for stores in Springfield Whoa. and surrounding areas. That's us. Looking at you, Forsyth. <laughs> uh, that are interested in selling premium handmade ice cream to their customers. They offer 48-hour guaranteed fresh delivery. Landon Hoffman is the sales rep for Southern Missouri. And if you are interested in free samples to see if your store is a good fit for their product, you can reach Landon at 417-430-8099. Or you can email him at landonhoffman at icecreamfactoryco.com. If you want to increase your sales and add new customers to your shop, then contact Landon with Ice Cream Factory. Question for you and uh, Landon, if you're listening, go ahead and uh, just just take your earbuds out right now for the next minute or so. But do you think I have to prove I own an ice cream shop to get those free samples? <laughs> uh, it's called Dan Store. Hot. All right, let's, uh, let's get into another question. All right, our next one comes from Lori Metzel. We're going to have several in a row from Lori. Yeah, uh, six, I think. What is your criteria to choose who you review? But it's a great question. It is, and um, it's, it's becoming easier to answer yeah. as we've kind of gone on. It's also a little inconsistent. Uh -huh. Sometimes we'll ask guests. We have a spreadsheet yes. that has, I think at this point, close to 300 restaurants on mm -hmm. it like we just went through google maps slash our memories and anytime someone we share the spreadsheet with says hey this place isn't on there we'll put it on yep. there um i'm a little worried about those four and seven magazine people using that for their own oh <laughs> they probably yeah they probably got it saved away now dang <laughs> oh well whatever everybody's living here they can do whatever they want um we use their stuff all the time yeah but anyway so, so we'll send a guest the uh spreadsheet and they can pick we have stuff stuff on there that has like it's marked in red mm -hmm. for places that are reserved and places marked in green uh, we've already done places marked in yellow have been picked for episodes we haven't recorded yet so there's a whole process it's like a whole system we have yeah and as we've started to just get a guest for almost every single week of mm -hmm. the podcast. It's been more and more just whatever our guest yeah. chooses. We haven't done this in a long time. No, just we really haven't. Us. No, I like it. It's fun. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's different with a guest here because you. I feel like I'm making more of an effort to entertain, sure. which can backfire from time to time. Whenever I'm trying so hard and getting nothing, <laughs> which I'm not going to say what episode that happened, but I was so frustrated like for days that I was like getting <laughs> nothing from the guest. <laughs> no fault of the guests, really. Hey, you know, some of the some of the episodes end up end up wacky, and uh, uh, we I, I think we also try to parse out doing like two Chinese places uh -huh. very close to each other. We don't always succeed, yeah, but uh, we 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 really try to do that. So it's it's kind of a loose formula. We yeah, have. I, I'm trying. It'd be. Uh. I want to keep like four episodes in between. You know, I think that's like a good policy, sure. four or five in between. I think in January, we've got a Mexican place. And then like three or four episodes later, we have yeah. another Mexican place. But sometimes people are requesting it. If they only send one choice, it's hard to say no. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're, we're not going to do two Mexican places in a row. But, Already doing us know. a big favor yeah. by coming on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> hard to say no to anything anyway, they request. Mostly, um, we, we've thrown out options for places too but at this point i like doing places we haven't been more than anything oh, else yeah, absolutely we haven't done all of my personal favorites i don't know about you but 
you know, I, at this point, I want to keep doing the show as long as we can both stand to do it. And uh, I'd love it every week. I think my body's going to give out before <laughs> my, my mind. Me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I imagine my life without we, this is probably should say this for the beginning for the end. But I imagine my life not doing this show. and just like makes me deeply sad. Oh, me too. <laughs> Anyway, um, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next so question. All of these came in one post from Lori Metzl, who is um, Spring Food most super fan. Yeah, by the way. Totally. Lori, Lori's incredible. She's Star- the best. Started listening when we covered her um, husband's former restaurant, mm-hmm. Civil, which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Um, how far out do you have these planned in advance? Um, good question. Uh, let's also just varies. go ahead and say they're all good questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone that came from Lori, at least real good yeah. banger of a question. Um, I have a feeling people probably were able to deduce this just by listening to me, but I am a bit of a planner. Sure. Um, we will have them planned out months in advance. Mm-hmm. Like this last couple of months has <laughs> been weird because we've been trying to do January episodes in yeah. December while still doing to Dan December episodes. Yes. So this month we it's it's been less planned than normal, really. For the Dan Simber episodes, I got to say, mostly due to the way I work and schedule <laughs> people, uh, we're probably about five days in advance yeah. piece, which is not the normal lead time we have on these. Uh, part of that is I, I attempted to get people that I knew personally, my friends, to be on the show. Hence the Dan Simber theme, uh, the Drake enemies, uh-huh. friends, all the all that fun stuff. But turns out my friends are so cool that they're not great at getting back mm-hmm. to me <laughs> with responses i <laughs> so, noticed that i <laughs> tend to be friends who who are much flakier people than me yes. <laughs> just generally i don't know what that is i can't say that they're flakier than me i'm also yeah. a bit of a flake you know doing all this stuff is hard <laughs> and and if you've ever appeared on our show it's such a favor to us that like i can't really begrudge anybody not getting back to me immediately i don't know it's fun most it of is, the time, it's really fun yeah, when people I, come on. Yeah, I think most of our guests agree that they they have a good time yeah. on here. Uh, yeah, we Hope. we did that live show, and I would say half of the people there had <laughs> been guests on the show. But yes. I feel like the reason they came is they know it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Like you know, we just sit here and goof around, and we it's really fun. Yeah. So absolutely, I have fun doing it. Um, how far do we haven't planned that in advance? Um, so right now we have guests and restaurants planned through I believe the beginning of February. If that gives you any. Um, indicator. Now, this situation's weird because I'm going to have that surgery sure. and be recovering. We aren't exactly sure, you know. I really hope we don't have to miss a week or anything. We won't. It'll be no, if no. it'll be Dan um, hosting the show and me in the room producing. Oh yeah. Uh, if I'm not able to eat, or I'll probably just chime in. Or no, yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll roll. Um, what will happen is uh, often I will have like 30 minutes um, at my regular job where I finished. I finished the project that I've been working on. And don't have time to pre- to finish whatever. And in that thirty minutes, I will send out like five emails to people oh, yeah. and say, "Do you want to be on the show? Here's what dates we're looking at." And we have multiple spreadsheets with this stuff going on. Yeah, and I mean, currently we're we're pretty well set into the next few months. We've yeah. got a lot of guests booked. I think the beginning of twenty twenty is going to be pretty great. Uh-huh. At the end of this episode, I want to run down what all the. January episodes are going to be since sure. we know. I think it might Why be not? fun to like yeah. if people, for people to go eat the restaurants before instead of the week after. Yeah, you know. Um, cool. Next question. Next up, also from Lori. How much time a week does it take you to tape and edit a show for a final podcast? Man, great question, Lori. Um, a long time. Yeah, a long time. I this is more s- a question directly for Andy. Yeah. I'm here for the I, taping. Portion. No, I'm really curious to talk about this with you too, Dan, because I don't really know. I honestly have no idea what your life is like outside doing the show whenever we hang out together. Mm-hmm. Generally, aside from your job, where sure. I dropped you food off. 
which that's like that for every human who's a friend with another human. <laughs> I'm not being weird about it. But uh, you see what I do, Absolutely. which is this most of the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the research is often the biggest chunk of time yeah. for me. It depends on the place we're covering. Like Julie's Chewies. Uh, we did last week. There's, it was, there was a lot to read. And I got to say, I sent the stuff to Dan, and that was still like two or three hours of looking stuff up to find. Yeah. You know, it, it takes a while to find stuff. And then writing it, sometimes I'm in the zone, sometimes I'm not, you know, because we have a weekly production schedule. Some bios are funnier than others. And sometimes I'm just trying to get the information out there in time so I can do something else with my life. Yeah. Uh, um, last week's Julie's Chewy's bio really just, man, it, it was tough for me to put together. There was a lot of information yeah. there. And I, I really, I meant to commend you last week on building these bios every yeah. week because it really is something special that you do with them. Like it, it takes a lot, even just picking the music and getting it to all sound good and recording it like I finally got to the point where I could record it in just a couple takes, which is so much better than what I used yeah. to have to do whenever taking long things like that. But man, the, yeah, the, the way you put those together, Andy, well, it's thanks, really man. something to behold. Um, I am. I'm always a little like trepidatious about admitting when I have a high opinion of something that I do because sure. I don't like it when other people. That's not true. If I if I think they're right about their feelings about themselves, it doesn't bother me yeah. but more often than not. <laughs> <laughs> it may maybe not be the case, but I, I know that I'm good at it. Yeah. <laughs> like I, no. I listen back. I'm like, oh, that's good. And I also know like I have a knack for split second timing differences. Mm-hmm. It'll make something funnier or more interesting sounding. And I also know that most people are just it's this is a passive. We're making a passive yeah. piece of entertainment. Like it's this frivolous. You know, I, I realize that too. So I'm not like you need to listen to my split second edit there and well, notice yeah, the timing I mean, and stuff. But and although I um, I wrote all the bio for yeah. last week a lot of like the comedy within the bio comes from the editing <laughs> and how you put it together so like <laughs> i still was only involved in like maybe 50 percent of the process and that happens in some of our comedy bits too especially <laughs> early on i was like what can we salvage from this yeah. disaster before we started scripting out plot points and stuff we would just show up and try to do them yeah <laughs> so yeah but, uh, i mean it kind of varies on how exactly yeah. long it takes to put one of these together but i think for the historical segments generally about 10 hours sure. probably just uh, with the writing the writing itself takes can take like two or three you know right. and i do several i passes. spent pretty much a full work day yeah. just on microsoft yeah. word trying to work it out mm-hmm. and that time i sent dan a timeline with like six mm-hmm. dates that took like 90 minutes to yes. nail down everything it's not it's not easy stuff mm-hmm. and I'm, again we make a choice to do this sure and it's, it's so fun and we love it yeah you know it's you kind of become a detective when you're doing research and I wrote a 120-page <laughs> master's thesis that had all kinds of research and stuff in it um, two or three years ago. So, like, this is just kind of a skill that I just carried over. This is kind of a combination of a bunch of different skill, disparate skills that I had um, all working for one thing. Really, it's the history segments sure. to take that much. How, how long does it take you just to put together the episode after we record it on Sunday? Depends on the episode. I will say a lot less time than it did yeah. before because you people may or may not have noticed that we leave in a lot of pauses mm-hmm. and vocal ticks now that I used to just cut out. Like any um or uh that Dan and I do now stays. Yeah. And I used to just the I used to like surgically edit the show. You can go back and listen to it. And by comparison, we sound like robots. So if you listen, you're like, man, these guys sure have gotten dumber and less eloquent. (laughs) So here's my theory about it. When we started the show, 
we didn't know that much about restaurants in Springfield, nor do we know how to talk about food per se, no. but we probably sounded smarter than we actually are because it wasn't like, uh, duh, um. <laughs> but now that we have tried a bunch of different places mm-hmm. and we have points of comparison, I feel like we kind of have a better idea. Like we've become qualified, yeah. sm- somewhat more qualified to be doing the show that we're doing. And we're better at self-editing yes, now, I think, for too. sure. Um, and I will go back and edit guests still mm-hmm. a lot. So if we have a guest... Uh, I mean, when we have guests, I will edit them yeah. like I used to edit us, just to make them sound good, you know? Yeah, most of the guests we have in here, it's yeah. their first time ever even, like, recording mm-hmm. something like this. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, it takes a little work there, but... Uh, sometimes I wish we could go and just, like, uh, play for people uh, the original versions oh, and then yeah. let them hear it, because a lot of times, if... You, I don't know if you're like me, Dan, or if our listeners are like me in this way, but you'll replay conversations in your head. Sure. So I wish I'd have said this. I wish I'd have said this. After every single episode that we record, I regret not <laughs> saying something. And I will no longer edit myself doing that. But if I sense that a guest is trying to communicate something or they tried mm-hmm. it several different ways, there's been several times where I have spliced together something that a guest sure. said and sent it to them. And it's like, is this what you meant? And is this okay? And it's almost always, yes, that's fine. So that kind of editing happens a lot. Just trying to make things clear for the people that are listening. Anyway, I love editing so much. Yeah. Like. It's maybe a power and control thing, but again, I I don't really edit myself anymore. So it's more just uh, trying to a medium for people communicating what they're trying to communicate. Anyway, power and control. You're forever. a real dom that way. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> when it comes <laughs> Make to, sure podcasts, to, sub to the sure. show, I'm a pod dom. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got the next so, question there. I would say I spend about uh, 20, yeah. 20, 30 hours a week sure. total on the yeah. show. Yeah, uh, most of it's Sunday. So it's Sunday, I probably spend like total five to eight working on this. Yeah, I have days off on Saturday, so I do a lot of my stuff, especially if there's a character segment. Mm-hmm. A lot of that gets written on Saturdays because it's just hard for me to write it at work. And like we've got one coming up also where some, sometimes less work makes a better show. Mm-hmm. Like that Golden Cuisine show we we threw together that morning oh, yeah. and it wound up being super fun, which is both like encouraging and discouraging yeah. because why am I putting all this work into it? I stopped editing so much after the Lucky Tiger and I talked about sure. that on the episode. It's like, why would I ever edit cr- like crazy again? Because it was so fun. But anyway... I came up with the bit that you're going to hear on that episode. Uh, I thought of it on the way to the barber, (laughs) and then I just typed notes into my phone while I was waiting for a haircut, and that was it. And then we just did it, and it's like a 10-minute segment, and I was really happy with how it came out. Yeah. So that's Schultz and Dooley's episode you're going to hear. I I don't know that listeners are going to know what bits we're talking about because we, of course, have actual people join us in the studio. So it must have just been some monologue you read Mm -hmm. about – Beer. Sure. We've done three <laughs> questions in 10 minutes. So let's go ahead and this is what happens. So I love talking. Yeah. You know, do you do all the recording and editing yourself? Yes. Yes. Uh, we slash slash I do, though I don't doubt one bit that Dan could do this. It's just like a learning thing. I, I would know. love to learn how to do it. That's kind of a goal for me for yeah. next year is to learn how to do this myself. And you may have so to I do it sooner rather than later. <laughs> like a drop Andy. <laughs> People would probably like the show so more. I just mo. talked for five minutes straight about something no one cares about. People would like it more. <laughs> it wouldn't just be the, the people who show up and <laughs> suspiciously have both of our voices that think your parts are better. All right. Up next, also from Lori. If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Mm. Now, I know that we said all the questions from Lori are great, but <laughs> this one's extra great. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to go ahead and say no, I wouldn't. 
Um, but I would eat my children. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. Cold-blooded, Andy. Uh, no, I don't think I'd eat all of myself. I enjoy uh, existing and all that, but mm-hmm. uh, I'd probably have to take a nipple. A nibble. Her last question was, will your live taping, will your next live taping include a Dan Soff? Yes. All right. <laughs> oh, wait. No, no. I was just saying, yes, that's what the question was. It absolutely will not feature anything like that. <laughs> well, I don't I dance, but I'm not like a good dancer. I feel like to do a dance off, you have to actually have some confidence, some skill. Yeah. I will dance. I have no like I'm not bashful about it or anything, but you, do you dance? I'm I'm trying to more yeah. and more. I'm I'm very self conscious whenever it comes to stuff like that. But uh, I know that I shouldn't be, and I, and I want to fix that. But you no. just don't seem like someone who would be self conscious about that. Yeah, to me. yeah, I know. It, it's it's a problem for me. You so dancing seems funny. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that might actually be part of the problem. Is like I want to be like cool like a, dance. you want more of a with not at laughing yes, situation yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. but uh no i i imagine that the next uh spring food mo live taping will include another great special guest towards the end i probably won't even make it that far myself uh but i'm excited to hear it whenever i get the playback yeah yep, yep. which has been your favorite restaurant slash least favorite and that's from colin funkhauser of places we tried on the show, it's kind of complicated because like some of the places we've been to were favorites to begin with. This is also a thing where I'm going to have to go look at the list yeah. because my memory is so awful now. I will say like Ramatai was a favorite whenever we sure. did it, and it's still a favorite. I went back there for the first time in a long time recently. I was like, oh, still great. I've been to Cafe Cusco yeah. a lot since that uh, early week episode. I think we're probably going to have to re-review that one. Yes, yeah, we will. While I do enjoy those first few episodes of Spring Food Mo, I... I want to give Cafe Cusco the full experience mm-hmm. because I love it so much. Oh, yeah. and me and my girlfriend go there probably about once a month just to get a lovely dinner on a Saturday night. It, it's one of our favorites. Some uh, I don't remember if we've talked about this on Mike or if I had only talked about it with you in my head and my imagination, but uh, we, maybe we could do a live episode 100 somewhere and then 101, 102, 103 will be the same three restaurants that we mm. did for our first yep. three episodes yeah. again. And give them the full like ninety minutes spring food mode treatment as yeah. opposed to forty minutes, which I, yeah. is what we spent on Cafe yeah, Cusco. I, the I entire would really episode. love to. I, I like I said, I enjoy those first few episodes. Yeah, they, um, I think those restaurants deserve the the full. I've I've been back to Cesar several times. Been back Ooh. to Newhouse a few times since we went there. Um, I went through a big tacos El Gordo phase, but Cesar's is a little bit closer to my house, so I go there more <laughs> often. R.I.P. Shrimp and Bayou Classics. Yeah, I was going to say, that more. that's absolutely been one of my favorites. Yeah. And R.I.P. Jackson Gabe's also. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Some this, of the best pizza we've had on mm-hmm. the show and pizza that I continued to get after we mm-hmm, recorded. Mm-hmm. So next question is, <laughs> how often are you recognized in public? Have you been recognized in public from the show, Dan? Um, I've been recognized, I think, twice. Once at Scully's, which I think may have happened to you as well. Um, And then once at my job, actually, Mm. somebody came in and said that they recognized me from the show, and it it, uh, warmed my little heart. I remember, too, specifically, um, I've had restaurant owners recognize me. Like Before Vance came on the show, he knew who I was, and we talked about the show. Uh, I talked about another instance whenever a friend of a friend came up and said something to me at the i think it was the of montreal uh-huh. show and wound yeah. up walking away so like, oh, i know who you are and then walked away <laughs> which was <laughs> odd okay i texted you this um you know listeners know i've been i'm not in the, i have having some health problems sure um and i was at one of many 
uh, days off for doctor visits, and I got some especially uh, bad news that day. Actually, that's when I found out that the tumor is next to my carotid artery, and they're not going to be able to take it all out and have to have radiation for two or three years. Bummer. Got that news, and then went straight to Lucky Tiger for some hot chicken. And um, I believe, I can't remember if this dude, dude's name was Colin or Corey, Casey or Corey. It was one of those two. And uh, he, he said he wasn't sure if it was me or, or not. But then I ordered hot chicken, yep. high life, and kimchi tots. He's like, that's got to be him. And yep. came up and talked to me. That's so, awesome. Uh, I think it's Corey. So hi, Corey, if you're listening. That really made my day. It was really nice. I'd just gotten terrible news. And uh, I was sitting there um, tired and kind of miserable. Sure. And I, I kind of didn't interact with him that much. I just If he's listening, that's why. He should know. that. <laughs> now, what would have been worse news that there's a tumor located precariously close to your carotid artery you need two to three years of radiation or what if the doctor told you that you couldn't have any hot chicken anymore <laughs> <laughs> which one's worse you know honestly dan gonna go with the tumor on that well, one okay well all right <laughs> i mean i know there's endless joke potential there but uh, oh man yeah we've reaped so many jokes from your tumor <laughs> well we had a whole thing play really messed up our plan we can go ahead and say that yeah. like whenever we thought the tumor is going to be coming out it's benign it's fine yes just to clarify, yeah. um, I'm going to be okay. Um, but uh, we had talked about having the tumor <laughs> on as a guest. <laughs> but now that some of it's going to be left in my head, yeah. it doesn't really work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not quite as fun with it still just chilling in there. And I also wanted to, uh, we don't have to talk about that anymore, but whenever the surgeon came on the show... <laughs> That was my idea. I feel like listeners need to know. Dan <laughs> didn't just come on and be like, uh, I'm going to be a clumsy surgeon right after Andy said he had yeah. a tumor. Yeah, our guests didn't know anything about that uh, leading up either. So uh, they was, were taken a little bit. That was my idea. So <laughs> Man, was that fun. That question was from Jimmy Dean yeah, from, yeah, Jimmy. from Facebook. James Fissett, also from Facebook, asks, best burger in Springfield? Uh, gonna have to plead the fifth on this one, yeah, because um, it will incriminate me for something for for uh, admitting that my favorite burger is from a place we haven't covered sure. yet. Sure, I'm going to also plead the fifth, but for a different reason in that I have not pinpointed it yet. There's a couple places in town that I think people generally regard as the best, and I don't know that I've ever had any of those burgers. I gotta say, man, um, I went back to Black Sheep ASAP recently. Sure. Well, a place that I generally like, I live nearby. Um, I had one of the worst meals I've had in really? a long time. You know, they had filed bankruptcy and all yeah. that. I Not suspect long for they, this world, maybe. Maybe. I think it may have lowered the quality of the food they're ordering Ooh, to yeah. cut costs. I don't know. But, like, I got that burger that I usually get with the foodie, with the mm -hmm. borson cheese, the grilled onions, and all that. Uh, the burger, the actual meat itself was like sub McDonald's quality. It was like rubbery and spongy. The cheese and the onions were fine. But then my fries, and that's like usually the best thing there, soggy fries. Ooh, man. And they're usually crispy. And this is, I sat at the restaurant. I don't think this I've ever had a soggy out. fry there. Yeah. I was so disappointed. Um, again, it was a time when I was trying to comfort myself with food. And I was like, this didn't make me feel better. Sure. It made me feel badder. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> not, not black sheep. Ace no, hand. no. Uh, but I yeah, will not yeah be going I just, just have a couple soon. more to try before I could officially yeah. give an answer on that. So Christy Gibson says, will you be eating at uh, Yoseline's before they revamp with the new but still family owners? Um, I really like Yoseline's. I, think, I know I've talked about it on the show before, but I was actually a guest picked the gorilla steak for their 
Uh, oh, oh, that yeah, hasn't come out yet. <laughs> well, uh, future guests <laughs> pick something from there. Uh, that is going to be the January 21st episode, I believe. And wow. that place will be uh, at least three weeks closed oh by God. then. I'm sorry. Hopefully, they still have the gorilla steak, which is like a plantain pancake sure. with like beef and onions and peppers on Ooh. top. Just fantastic. Really loved that place. Never felt like they really found their niche. I don't know. I, I knew they were trying to get a liquor license. I had, knew some friends that worked oh, there. Oh, okay. And they just never got the liquor license hey. for whatever reason. I don't know the details on that. But every time I went in, there weren't that many people in there. I think it's the only Mexican food downtown, yeah. too. It, Maria's. Uh, or, yeah, excuse me. Uh, totally different kind. Yes, yeah. Maria is definitely more of a sit-down place. I mean, I've, I've definitely sat down in Yoselin's before. Uh, I really enjoy it as well. I have tried to get my friend Lucas on the podcast. He's just a great, great dude, and it's his favorite spot in town. He's pretty much locked that in as his pick if he ever does appear on the show, but hopefully he still wants to after the change here. He, he's real familiar with the whole staff up there, so maybe he could clue us in a little nice. more on what exactly the ripple is there. All right, I am going to call an audible here since our spreadsheet does not have voicemails on it, and we're going to listen to a voicemail from uh, Billy from 417 Foodist. Yeah, throw that in there. Hey, guys. It's Billy from 417 Foodist. Long-time listener, first-time caller. My question is for Cold Stone Cream Austin. What's your favorite ice cream? Thanks. Bye-bye. Oh, well, unfortunately, we actually don't have Cold Stone Cream Austin here right now to answer, but... (laughs) Uh, come on in. That was very fast. <gasps> Instantaneous. Hey, guys. It's it's me, Coldstone Cream Austin. Oh, hey there, Coldstone. Did you, uh, I guess, hear your name over the loudspeakers <laughs> here at the tower and oh, uh, yeah. decide to come up and join us here for this question? Oh, no. I was just popping by to... Uh, they got they got the best vending machines up here on the 16th <laughs> floor. Uh, Jack Link's teriyaki jerky. Uh, but I figured I'd see what you two losers were up to. Wait, uh, <laughs> you don't like us anymore? Uh, you know, people change. Uh, <laughs> people my change. favorite ice cream, if, if that is in fact uh-huh. the question. Ah, uh, man, I gotta say, that's a tough one. I really like the gelateria downtown. If Not that even counts as ice cream, I guess it doesn't. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Oh, love that homemade ice cream at Druff's. That's yeah. some of the best stuff around. Get that served with a little prairie pie. Um, yeah, I, I got to say, I you know, I, I haven't, I don't get to eat a lot of food in general because my stomach always hurts so much. Mm. But whenever I do eat food, it's got to be ice cream, baby. <laughs> Why does your stomach hurt? Oh, I don't know what the specific term was. Doctor said I'm uh, something like a lactose intolerant, <laughs> whatever that means. But you only eat ice cream? Oh, what's that? <laughs> you gotta hit up WebMD or something. Just look up uh, lactose intolerance. See things maybe you're not supposed to eat hmm. on the list. I'm not going to spoil it for you or anything. Oh, he, I, he's he's gone, Andy. Uh, he, he left the door just after you started speaking okay, there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would too. <laughs> cool. Well, I hope that actually answers your question, Billy. I will say that uh, four four one seven Foodist is a cool Instagram to follow. Oh, it's yes. like a food journal. Um, we've talked about having uh, having old Billy on the uh, show. We gotta have him on the show. He's been soon. like a Spring Food Mo partner for 100%. the last few months or so. Just, yeah. just a a great great fan. Up next, we've got Kelsey Bimbrey with what are your ideal burger toppings? If you were to make the perfect burger, now the good question. Um, Great question. I, you know, I don't have necessarily a perfect burger. I love most iterations of the burger, 
But if I'm trying a place for the first time that is a specifically a burger place, I'm just going to try your standard. I would just get uh, cheese and cheese and meat. Oh, I'd really? Get a, get a double with one, two slices sure. of cheese, two tra- slices of meat. Uh, yeah, love it. I like mine loaded up. I uh, The only thing I really don't love on there is uh, ketchup, but mm-hmm. I like the pickles, red onions, lettuce, tomato, Definitely got to have some yellow mustard on there. And aside from the cheese, I'm also a big fan of a bacon cheeseburger. I know yeah. that like that's just kind of putting a hat on a hat. It's a, it's a great thing on top of another great thing. It's too uh, much for me. I, yeah, I, I've, I've definitely heard that, but I think it's my preferred preferred yeah. burger topping. I love I love a burger. I think we talked way. about this back on our black sheep ASAP thing, but some burgers are like not burgers. I don't even think of them that yes. way. Like they have the cowboy Carl that it's all this stuff. Just like a big pile. I don't of like food. all that. It's not a burger. No, you know, if, if I eat it with a fork, it's not a burger. No. I need to be able to hold it in my hands, take a little bite. My tiny mouth. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the tiniest <laughs> mouth for, for our listeners who have never been privy to see a picture. So previous guest cat says, what's your favorite takeout order in town? Seems like a very Dan question. Cat, just from two weeks ago on the Hangout episode. Mm-hmm. What a great episode. And since it is a very Dan <laughs> <laughs> question, man, I, I don't know. I, I just, I get so many places takeout. Uh, probably either got to be the Chinese chef drive through. I've been hitting that hard this yeah. year. Been a Chinese chef been growing on me. Love their drive through and uh, purple burrito. I get that mm. takeout nice. all the time. Love it. Uh, the only place that I get takeout from regularly is Thai Express. Sure. Um, it's it's on the way home from work for me, and it's close enough that it doesn't get soggy. And they just got the drive through window in the last year. Oh, I always call in. I just go in. Oh, you still I go like in? I had a Patrick. I still call in, but I go through the drive through uh, and okay. say, hey, nice. I got a call in order to pick up. Yeah. I just get the peanut chicken combo, the small version. Um, Any more... Sometimes I will just get this chicken combo with an order of crab rangoon because it's the same sure. price and I don't have to have a soda and I get more crab rangoon. Absolutely. Plus, so. egg rolls are not that great, but we'll get to that um, <laughs> at some point. Someday. Perhaps about 25 episodes from now. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Next, we have Blake, also from the Hangout episode. Would you guys consider reviewing Centerfolds? They have the best steak in town. <laughs> Yeah, I got to say, I've never been to an establishment like Centerfolds, and I don't think I would start now because of my job. It's just not interesting to me. Sure. But I, I've brought up the f- possibility of reviewing Centerfolds on the show before because yeah. I've heard the same thing right. that they do, in fact, have a great steak. Back when I was in a band, some dude saw my band and said he was a cook there and said to come in any time and give me a free steak. <laughs> I didn't take him up on it. This was uh, time of favor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and these former uh, heralded uh, locally yeah. Christian band. Probably the, uh, <laughs> this was 15 years ago. Probably the most successful, cre- until this one, probably the most successful creative endeavor I've ever been a part of was the Christian rock band I was hey. in. Um, you can go and uh, listen to that on Spotify. You got some <laughs> good real. tunes. Good tunes. You know, I'm not a big yeah. Christian rock listener any longer, but I still think back on some of those songs often. Um, there's one or two of them that I'm still proud of. Yeah. Yeah. As for me, I'm not necessarily opposed to reviewing centerfolds. Uh, I'm 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 cool with all of it. I'm sure that their steak is great. Uh, we here at Spring Food Mo believe that sex work is work. Sure. And uh, that's important. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree. I'm not sure I would have uh, voiced that. <laughs> that that it's expressly <laughs> the, no, the I, opinion whatever. of Spring Food Mo. Uh, no, I I I will go ahead and say I share that opinion with you, Dan. Um, but, but we won't be reviewing it on the show not, ever. Yeah. <laughs> we 
can let somebody else come in and do it. I just can't be a part of it because of my job. Yeah. Uh, next, <laughs> next question comes from Tom Crow. <laughs> uh, when will you begin the KC chapter of your podcast? Do you have hopes to franchise? And for Tom, uh, I, Dan Howe, would like to answer, we'll do it the second that KC gets a centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you're going to invite uh, Tom to come to centerfold. Oh, yeah, you. Tom and the whole family. Uh, Tom Crow is my former youth pastor, one of the kindest men I've ever known. Yeah, I think nice he man. also left us a question last year, and I said the same thing. He's, <laughs> he's just a, a dear, dear friend of mine, and uh, we have talked about yeah. possibly doing something like this. Well, it's, it's kind of... Um, you know, we, we have ads on the show now, mm-hmm. um, and we're trying to make them fun so people will not be annoyed by them. I don't know if it's been... I like to think it's been successful. I've been, I, no one complained about I've it. I've been have fun having fun doing them. I've been have fun doing <laughs> <Yes>. them, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we still don't make enough to pay for the show every week. No, I mean, we spend... Quite more than the money that we yeah. make. We can be open about it. Like next uh, year, we're raising the prices a little bit to $45 for a ad before the show and 30 for a pri- uh, one in the middle of the mm-hmm. show. We're, we're getting close. We're getting close yeah. to breaking even. But, we, uh, we still got a little ways to go. Uh, the point of this, the, how that relates to this question about uh, when would we do a Casey chapter of our podcast, we've talked about maybe doing bonus episodes and releasing them straight to band camp or mm-hmm. something um, and doing like, we, we talked about doing Poppy Smokehouse in, in St. Louis. Sure. And that just didn't pan out. And we've also talked about just doing some kind of weekly bonus episode and having it be subscriber-based. My worry is that we will have like 10 people subscribe and uh, then be stuck doing like four more hours of work every (laughs) week. And it it won't be worth uh, the money to do it. I mean, it's not really about money. We just want to break even, you know. And we've even talked about doing something like splitting. We when we if we do bonus content, we will split the proceeds with some sort of yeah. uh, local food related charity for sure. Um, but I'm very interested in doing St. Louis and Kansas City restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when uh, we don't make it out of town together as often as maybe you we used to, yeah. but definitely the last few trips that we've taken, we've floated around the idea of trying to try the same mm-hmm. place and. Uh, Hadn't really worked out. It didn't work out. I mean, <laughs> neither of us went to Pappy's on yeah. our St. Louis trips whenever we said, okay, we're going to do this. And then it's it tough, just didn't happen. You know? Yeah. Let's play another voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Daniel's brother, Zach. And I was wondering what your favorite place to eat was after a concert. Great question. Man, such a great question. And Zach is actually going to be on the show here uh-huh. in a few weeks, yep. sometime in January. A little preview to the listeners. That's my. Big, big brother, Zach. <laughs> uh, not like my other big brother, Travis. <laughs> Travis. <laughs> He's my big, big. Man, that's a tough one, especially because a lot of the concerts we attend are out of town. Yeah, my follow-up is, yeah, are we in Springfield or are we yeah. home? I mean, Springfield, more often than not, I'm going home to sleep, mm-hmm. and I might like have a little taste of something sweet that I have at the house before I go to bed. But out of town, it's different. Out of town, yeah. it's different. I have one go-to answer. Um, is, you know, I go to, typically we'll go to show in Kansas City, Lawrence, or St. Louis. The only place that I have a regular stop after show is in Lawrence. There is a bakery called the Munchers. Ooh. It's open 24 hours a day. So you're limited in your options sure. usually because you can have yes. these shows like 1130 or midnight. It's a fine donut place. Like it's, it's okay. It's good, but it's there and it's just where I go when I'm in Lawrence. And mm-hmm. I will typically get way too much, like get two donuts yeah. or something and eat them and then drive back to uh, uh, Jason and Aaron's house after uh, the show, which is not a short drive. <laughs> oh, man. I, for me, if, if it's Kansas City, 
I can't actually remember the place of the establishment now, but the place that the Taylor's yeah. old fashioned was Winstead's. Uh, Winstead's. Yes, I love Winstead's. I've actually only been there once, but next time I hit a concert in Kansas City, if I'm anywhere near Winstead's, it's going to yeah. be there. Such great post concert food. Man. Perfect. I think for me, I, I typically try to make sure I get a good meal before yeah. the show at this point. I used to love to go out afterwards, but now I just, you know, I'm on a grown up's, not even a grown up, I'm on a professional person's sleep schedule. So. Midnight, one o'clock, I'm getting sleepy, and I got to make sure I'm safe to drive wherever I got to drive after the show. Yeah, more and more whenever I'm going to concerts, I'm button up against that uh, concert start time. Uh-huh. So I don't I don't get the chance to have food before as often, unless I'm traveling with you, of right. course. We're, we're usually pretty good about that. Um, if it's St. Louis or anywhere else where a White Castle is mm. near on the trip back home, I'm yep. getting White Castle yeah, yeah. and For just sure. regretting it. I have to go to Soul Taco in oh, St. Yeah. Louis. I like to go to uh, Gorilla Street Food in St. Louis when I'm out there. Uh, really enjoyed. Uh, my buddy Jason took me to a place called Snack Shack Ooh. in Kansas City, and just a tasty, tasty burger. They have like records on the walls and stuff. So that was that was my last pre-show meal. Nice. Yeah, like Port Fonda in Lawrence, a good Mexican place. It's also in uh, yeah Westport. Yeah, I've been there as well in Kansas City. All right, up next. Shay, also from the Hangout episode, hit us up on the Instagram with what person of public office, past or present, would you like to share a meal with? Hmm. That's really interesting. I'm not sure what the factors in the decision are. Is it about the conversation? Is it about what you think this person would be eating? How would you make that choice, Dan? I I don't know. That That is a tough one. Um I can't say I'm that interested in having a meal with that many public office holders. I I think a few out there would be pretty interesting. Um, Man, past? Tell you what, just looking at all these Julie's Chewies here, I'd love to uh, sit down and enjoy one with Mr. Harvey Milk. Because they're cookies, and his last name is Milk. And also, that would be fairly interesting, because I do find him to be a a pretty profound and Mm -hmm. outstanding public office holder. Certainly. More so than many. Yeah. Um, There are at least two sitting politicians that we are going to actively try to get on the show come fall time, just like local reps. Uh Um, And we don't typically get political on the show, but you know what? We probably might. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to reveal who those are just yet. Um, I will say that I really like Jason Kander, yeah. the former oh, yeah. Secretary of yeah. State. I think he would be a really interesting person to sit down with, and I bet that he would pick a cool place to eat. So Absolutely. I'll say that's my answer, Jason Kander. Um, next, next question. Hopefully he would speak with Kandor. Next question is from Laura, who has been a longtime fan and supporter of the show. Hooked us up with that Team Taco episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. She asked... What was your favorite episode to record? Team Taco. (laughs) (laughs) That was really fun. It was a fun episode, but it's not one of the ones where I walked out being like, wow, that was a great time. Man, I that is a very tough question. Um, as listeners heard last week, I've really enjoyed every time that yeah. Sarah Jenkins mm-hmm. has been on the show. She is just such a fantastic, funny presence and so good on the mic. Uh, really loved the hangout last week just because all the events leading yeah. up to it. That was so much fun. And uh, I'll go ahead and pivot over to you because I think you're going to say my last one. Well, I have two that I'm going to mention. Sure. Um, 
one that I really love with the Jay Perino's episode with Claire oh, Porter. Yeah. No, that was a great um, episode. She was just like so game for what was going on. Yes. We didn't know her. Like I'd never met her yeah. until she walked in the door. And uh, she like played along uh, when the character showed up at the end, which is really fun. I just love that episode oh, yeah. generally. Um, the last a couple weeks ago when Jake came in, you surprised me. Oh, I thought yeah. it was really awesome. I had so much fun that day, Dan. Really? Uh, yeah. You know, Good. I've been a little down lately, as you might <laughs> expect. And like, did not expect to see Jake. My, right. my, I got to sit there to my best buds and just uh, chew the fat. You know, the other one I was going to say that figuratively. I thought you were going to throw out there. Shanghai in. Oh, yeah, boy. What what a what a great episode. Mm-hmm. Andy's son joining us on that one to give the history of her family was oh just it's something that w- rivals that's, really anything else we've ever that's done. The high point of, of what we've so. done. Like yeah. I talked about it a little bit earlier, but I generally think of what we're making is frivolous in a good way. Like sure. it's something that you can just, you know, take people's mind on off whatever is going on, which is what most podcasts do for me. I'm not a big like murder show or serial guy. I don't listen to serious stuff. I listen to serial. Bad example. Sure. <laughs> I don't. I listen mostly comedy and like movie stuff. But anyway, um, that's the one where I felt like we kind of transcended yeah. the thing that we typically do. And I was like, I was. It just made me real happy to be able to. Yeah, to do and that. just a great start to a great year yeah. of episodes. We gotta have her back on. We will. We've talked about oh, yeah, it. We absolutely. Will. Um, the live episodes are my favorite, Dan. Oh wow! Those are the best yeah, ones. yeah. I forgot I mean, all about those. Those are so fun. Oh yeah. We both uh, love uh, performing. <laughs> the bookmarks <laughs> episode. R.I.P. Bookmarks here pretty soon. Go out there and get no, some books while it's they're back. What what you say? This, they it they announced that, and then six days later, uh, I know I actually do know the, the details. So I'm not going to reveal them. Wow, it's okay. Bookmarks is safe. No, no, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations to Josh and, mm-hmm. and bookmarks in general. Yeah, and, it's, it's great. I'm so uh, happy. I you know we'll do another live episode just so long as they confirm that we were not the reason that yeah. bookmarks was closing shortly. Uh, the next live episode will not have echoes um, in the background. <laughs> I know what caused that this last time and it, the next time we do it, it won't. It was your brother shouting back everything to <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, he, the most stoic man alive was <laughs> shouting back. Um, I want to do more live ones. We will. We yeah, will do too. more live ones. We at least we hope we can do Arts Fest next year. We got our hundredth episode coming up mm-hmm. next summer. We definitely want to do those. We've also like floated the possibility of doing some sort of more regular live show yeah. and there's like a specific venue that it's reached out to us, but um, nothing has really come together yet. Yeah, yeah, and we can't name the venue because uh, JQH Arena just lost its <laughs> name. Uh, but once we know what the new naming uh-huh. is on that, we we will reveal yeah. it. <laughs> All right, so. We got two more questions. They're both voicemails, and they are from people who are um, very special to me. Um, and I just messed something up on my computer that's brought the whole... I'm not looking at the coding for uh, <laughs> Google Sheets. Not sure how this happened. Did you hit F12? I hit F11 and F12 mm, at the same time, yeah. so that I wasn't able to get out of it. This is such good content. <laughs> All right. Here is this first voicemail. Hi, Uncle Andy. Isaac wants to know what your favorite show is. Isaac's favorite show is Mickey. Say it again, say Mickey. Mickey. Good job. Bye, Uncle Andy. We love you. He loves Mickey. I love you too, buddy. Oh. He loves Mickey. Um, Isaac doesn't have a very huge vocabulary. Um, sure. Uh, let's take this. He should host this. Let's. That I love getting those so much. There's another. There's another voicemail coming up that I love just as much. But we'll get to that. Um, let's take this as a, Isaac is a big podcast fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big caster. <laughs> Loves it. He's Loves been, podcasts. He's way back on like Never Not Funny, uh-huh. the early days. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-gestational for, for him. <laughs> uh, but he still loved it. 
Uh, what's your favorite podcast, Dan? Oh, uh, man. Only I, Spring Food Mo. I, I love Spring Food Mo so much that I've deleted every other podcast that I listen to. No, um, I love a lot of podcasts. I love the Doughboys, obviously. Mm. Listeners, please don't listen to the Doughboys or you might stop listening to our show. I, don't, I think they're so different. They are so, so different, but God, it's so funny. Just recently, I started listening to Your Kickstarter Sucks. Mm. I piled through over 120 episodes of that in the past month, so that one's way high up there for me. Um, and But my favorite is Hollywood Handbook. Yeah. I love Hollywood Handbook so much. I think it's the best podcast ever recorded. Um, I hope that I can one day be even a fraction of how funny Sean and Hayes are <laughs> on Hollywood Handbook. Please go give it a listen. Uh, it just takes 15 to 20 episodes to get into. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, check it out. <laughs> uh, the shows that I get excited about, the, the two shows that I listen to the moment that they come out every week um, are Doughboys, both episodes. Yes. And I'm not even going to say it's like in my top 10. It's just the one. It's like comfort food. For oh, me yeah. Now. Their voices. Absolutely. And then um, Blank Check with Griffin mm. and David is my favorite. It's a movie show. Every They go through director's filmographies. And then each week uh, they cover a different movie chronologically. And they like provide a lot of context. But it's mostly a comedy show. Yeah. It's like a real smart people that know a lot about movies that are mostly just being funny. And while having very intellectual discussions about movies. That's my favorite week-to-week show. However, my, my all-time favorite show uh, my all-time favorite podcast, rather, is uh, you talking you two to me. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah with the, Scott the follow-up to Analyze Fish, one of my favorite podcasts yeah, of all time, which is also great. I'm in the middle of re-listening to Analyze Fish. But, yeah, uh, I love that show so much, and it's very similar. I mean, you probably noticed that like my three favorite shows are both two middle-aged white guys yeah. sitting around <laughs> talking about stuff that I like. You know, it's people that look and sound like me talking about things I like. You know, I'm I don't feel great about that. I listen to shows that aren't that. Also, sure. but you know, I'm just being being honest. That's my those are my favorites. But uh, the mix of absurdity and just real stupid stuff, Ooh. and you talking you two to me, and then they suddenly pivot to being very earnest, talking about music and what mm-hmm. it means to them. That's like the two sides of my personality. Great you know? show. I have cried on this podcast twice, <laughs> but I've also <laughs> done like very very stupid stuff as well. You know, it's you can kind of see. Are you sure it's just been twice? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm we not. might have more than that. <laughs> I'm an emotional guy. What can hey, I say? The, the listeners love it. I love it. Oh boy, we might be looking at number three right now because we got one more voicemail ooh, coming up. Ooh. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Hi, Uncle Wendy. What's your favorite dessert? I love you. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, who is that? That's my oldest nephew. I know my mom put him up to that, but still. <laughs> that is so sweet. And, uh, um, man, I, I love to hear that. But uh, why no question for me, kid? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, I'm going to give you a very corny answer. Please. and um, Corn on the cob. Yeah. Well, um, I'll get to it. Dan knows this. But I have pretty conflicted feelings about living in Springfield generally. Um, we focus on the positive things on this show, and uh, that's great. But I have a hard time with it sometimes, and I moved back here because that's where I needed to move to be able to have a career. And I also just miss my family really sure. bad. So um, my family is really important to me. I love them all very much. I don't think I could live far away from them again. Mm. It was really hard. 
Especially and, now that you uh, have the two best members of your family yeah. uh, are here. Let's be honest. Those are the ones I'm talking about. I, I love the rest of your family. <laughs> Beautiful every no, single one of them. my family's awesome. But. I'm so fortunate to have a family that uh, is as cool and everyone gets along as well as my family does. I know that that's not normal. Um, I think I might have talked about it on last week's episode, but I've taken both of my nephews to their very first movie theater experiences at the Moxie Mornings. Okay. And before we do that, um, I take them to Hertz and I've taken them to Hertz and they've both gotten to pick out whichever donut they want. And then we just go upstairs and like, it's not a pretty view, but you look over the top and sit there and just sitting there with them eating the dessert that they picked and munching on whatever I got. Who cares? Sure. That's my favorite dessert, man. Oh, wow. Like, and I think that gets to a lot of uh, what our show's kind of about. What I like about it is that all these restaurants mean something to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, and do I care that much about Hertz Donuts? Not, not really. No. But I care about my nephew and having that experience with him. So there you go. That's my favorite. Man, I, Andy. I love him. I love you, Dan. Oh, I love you too, Andy. <laughs> and I, I, I love my little niece and, and your little nephews. And uh, I just wish your answer wasn't disqualified because it's a breakfast <laughs> item. I mean, that, that's a real bummer. But, uh, <laughs> I did clip out this little part so I can just hear it over and over. I love you. Oh. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I can't. I'm telling you, man. I'm gonna listen to this one thousand times oh, in my so life. Sweet. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sweetest he's ever sounded saying it too. One take. She sent one Damn. message with each of them, and that is unheard of. It's hard to get these kids to do anything. They're both pretty, pretty. They're both runners. They're pretty Kinda wild. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Last spring food mo of the decade, Dan. Wow. La- last one we're recording of. Or yeah. Not the last one we're actually recording of mm-hmm. the decade. But, man, what a decade it's been. Yeah. It's been uh, pretty good up until this year. <laughs> <laughs> I've not had a great year. Aside from the show. Yeah. That's another thing. Like I've had a really kind of show bad year. Show keeps getting year. better and better. And uh, this has been the one thing in my life that's been consistently good. Not to say I haven't had other good things happen, but, you know, had a really rough break up and then <laughs> tumor in my head it's not been a great year but we've had, I've had this to focus on and this to work on and to look forward to hanging out with you every sunday so oh man andy i love it i love being here with you i love recording the show and uh i love the response it gets it's, yeah. I, I think people seem to like it and like listening to it yeah. which is crazy yeah next year we're gonna break 20 listeners <laughs> yes yeah. 20 for 2020 that's what i'm looking you know for. what's awesome is that more than 20 people download this show's episodes the second they come out because uh they have it set to auto download at midnight we get people who have legitimately listened to the episode before i'm awake uh-huh. in the morning who are oh, already we'll like we'll comment on it on uh, instagram and i'm especially thankful for them we have a handful of like 10 or more kind of super fans and it it's just flattering to me yeah, it's, it's flattering so it it makes me feel so good that somebody enjoys something that we do enough to uh uh, get up and yeah. listen to it. And uh, we joke a lot about it, but I don't think either one of us think of ourselves as like celebrities or anything no. like that. This is, we are just two people that got real lucky that we started a thing first, you know? Um, and please, if you see us around, come talk. Oh yeah. I love talking to people For about sure. the show. Obviously, <laughs> if you've, if yeah. you've listened this far, you know that. Um, so if you've ever been hesitant interacting with us in any way, we're both pretty, uh, 
Well, I can be a little weird. <laughs> yeah, you might see me. <laughs> but uh, Dan's very gregarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, please, please approach us if you enjoy yeah. the show. And all right. We, we enjoy you. So we could wrap it up all earnest and everything, but I want to run down what the next several episodes are going to be because we do know the next four. Um, New Year's Eve, Hong Kong in with Kenny DeForest. Oh, which is a big deal. I came and did the show. Biggest guest ever. A, re- a really great, great episode. Yeah. Um, Tuesday, January 7th, Antoyo's Tacos y Mas with Jordan Gloyd, who wow. runs the uh, Wild Bob's uh, Musical Book Club at Lindbergh's, which awesome. is really fun. She's really great. We have not recorded that one yet. That's the one that we haven't done. Mm-hmm. A couple um, days from now. Yeah. Schultz and Dooley's with Zach Howell, your brother. Wow. Uh, which is a very good time. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, a good episode. old time. And then Tong's tie with Farina Free, which we have been sitting on <laughs> for like two months. Yeah, whatever listeners hear that episode, we will make multiple references to the fact that Verena is the first yeah. returning guest on Spring Food Mo until I, of course, booked a returning guest every single uh-huh. week for <laughs> December. She was the person that was not able to do the time that we were going to do golden we wound up doing golden cuisine uh-huh. yes. um that was she got, on she got sick that day november 19th so her episode is going to come out a month and two months and two days after yeah. it was supposed to and we recorded it like a couple days later definitely so. our longest gestating episode and uh there there's a few surprises yeah. in and that then, episode uh, it's a good app <laughs> after that i'm looking at the spreadsheet dan we got a bunch more plans we, do. we got a bunch more plans for whenever i'm done recovering so we're not done it's going to be like at the big, we're going to start up the show again, uh, like a third of the way in. Sure, that's the current plan. Probably not going to eat much spicy stuff. No, but uh, and I will point people toward uh, the Uli Who podcast. I should have done that absolutely. Earlier. Yeah, uh, I went on there and we had like an hour long conversation about like basically all the stuff that's been going on with me this year. We also talk about the podcast, and uh, that was a really great conversation. Um, if you're curious about it, I'm I excited about to it. hear that one. First one of uh, 2020, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it'll come out uh, the first Friday of the year. So our Kenny the Forest On episode the will come out before that. But sure. please go subscribe to his show. I love his show. I don't know how much you listen to it, Dan. But I haven't. He just like finds interesting people in Springfield and has them tell their stories. You know, like the the bike company Kuat or Kuat. Oh yeah, is yeah. based here. No, the I dude no is clue. from Springfield. That's and insane. Uli got him on the show. Wow. Um. Yeah, so it's a cool show, and I, I basically pitched myself as a guest just because I wanted people to go. Sure. I wanted some place for people to go here if they were interested in hearing, yeah. and I didn't want to like just use half of this episode. It is a long story. You, about you were the hesitant whole about even asking him, and I told you that uh, much like us, uh, he's probably chomping at the bit for anybody to yeah. offer him free content. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, it, it takes 30 minutes to tell the whole story, and yeah. I think it's somewhat interesting. I mean, but I'm me, though. I think it's interesting because it's happened to sure. me, so I don't know. If you're curious, go check it out and stick around to Uli's show because it's really good. Uh, I do need to warn uh, Spring Food Mo listeners if you do go check out uh, the episode that I'm on of the Uli Who podcast that the uh, it's just a little bit more adult-themed uh, than our show is. Um, there's a little bit of language. It's nothing crazy. But yeah, it's definitely more of a conversation for grown-ups. Uh, don't have it on around the kids. And my my mom. Uh, don't listen. Don't listen, mom. Great great show, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. We are, we're an hour and 10 minutes in. It's probably going to like cut out like three or four minutes. So I think we're good. Yeah. And uh, please, you know, for this next year, leave us a voicemail mm-hmm. at 417-501-OATS, yeah. the Spring Food Mo Hotline. We would really love to have... Uh, some more listener questions weekly or monthly, something to do something like this yeah. more often yeah. than uh, 
once a year. And if you don't have any questions and you just have like a comment, didn't agree with us on something, yeah. instead of leaving a message on Instagram, call into the face, call into the hotline. We yeah. will play literally whatever you record it. You're uh-huh. recording. It is consent for us to play it. And <laughs> as long as you don't just like curse us and our families out, we bleep stuff. So <laughs> we'll play it. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. Hopefully we get some more response on there. I also want to say if you are a, a comic performer of any type oh, in town, yeah. get a hold of us because we'd love, we'd love to love. have you. Yeah. Um, do not hesitate. Don't think it's weird to ask to be on the show. Please ask if you want to come on. This isn't yeah. any random person. I'm saying if you're a person who does funny stuff, around town or if you are an interesting person who's able to talk and works at a restaurant you think you'd be a good guest restaurant tours brewers with anybody related in the food industry we would love to have you yeah. on or if you know someone that think yeah. would be good get us in touch with them get them in touch with us that kind of thing but yeah for our local performers you know we don't normally do character segments on the show uh-huh. but if they would like to come in say with a prepared character uh-huh. um they, we would really especially love to some have women <laughs> <laughs> because all of our characters are men. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and, yeah. Oh, we don't have characters. Yeah, but all, all our weird guests are are men. We love to some get of these some female guests characters. we have on here. Sure, are characters though. You know, <laughs> uh, I'd also love to have a local band stop by. Oh yeah, um, if you're interested in doing like I, I haven't talked to Dan about this, but uh, an acoustic performance or something on the show. Sure. Uh, reach out. We're gonna say yes. Yeah, like, ten unless bands, you're like, fifty uh, bands, hundred bands. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our New Year's resolution: uh, more comic performers, more bands. Let's just get good guests on the show. Yeah, more more good guests. Uh, in addition to all the great guests fewer we've had this bad year. Guests. Yeah, fewer <laughs> bad guests. Oh, and it is the end of, end of the year, Andy. So we can finally rank our guests that we've oh, had on yeah. for the year. Um, well, let's take an hour to put that list together. <laughs> so yeah, stick tuned, listeners. Um, that'll play just right after the the credits here. Let's be honest, <laughs> we kind of already did that <laughs> on this yeah. episode. Yeah, we actually did. Uh, well, yeah, I think that's probably about it for the year end food mails yeah. festival of food mail. We had one guest we did not like. Just just one. Wow. <laughs> no i kid yeah yeah just there is only one in the entire catalog for the show that uh i've been less than thrilled with um come talk to us in person yeah and and that's why we <laughs> cut our ben shapiro episode and you'll never hear it <laughs> that short little weasel look while we're here um this is not. This is this is a terrible thing to talk about right now because we are we're wrapping it up. Sure. That episode with your brother, um, you and I both get off the best jokes we've ever done <laughs> in the show. I mean, I was crying laughing editing that episode, and I don't know if anyone else will think it's that funny. I sent you a clip of yeah, one oh, yeah. of the things. I, I loved it. <laughs> I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait for that one to be out. Anyway, Schultz and Dooley is coming up. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, thank you all for listening. Um, I'm sorry we kind of fell off. I'm not sorry. I don't no. care. It's kind of gone off the rails a little bit at the end. If sure. it was ever on it to begin with, but you've heard the show. You know how it goes. Yeah. Any last words, Dan? Hmm. No. I, I mean, I guess happy Dan Simber yeah. to everybody out there. Uh, we didn't rate the hotness of the people at the restaurant last we week. Forget. Uh, I actually remembered at the very end and just decided to forego it in lieu of our very special guest yes. Sarah Jenkins, who I who I, I I just love seeing so much, and didn't want to further embarrass myself in front mm-hmm. of. So, uh, uh, yeah, we'll discontinue that permanently. <laughs> and, um, Did you say just continue or discontinue? No, we'll discontinue okay. that entirely. And, uh, uh, yeah, I guess until next year, or this is until 
next Tuesday. Until the 31st of December, 2019. Uh, our very special yeah. Kenny DeForest mm-hmm. episode. Oh my God, that episode's so good. Yep. Uh, this has been Spring Food Mo. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you with, well, you know, we'll see you on Tuesday, next Tuesday, but you'll hear us fresh, fresh again in uh, like a month, like yeah. a month. So thank you all for listening. Appreciate it so much. Bye bye. Thanks a lot to us. Bye. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. Big secret is we're recording this section of the podcast uh, <laughs> four days after the, everything else you're going to yeah. hear. So this is actually the last thing we're going to record this decade. Wow. Dan, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh it's been good. it's been a good decade doing a, this podcast. It's been a great decade. <laughs> I, I every episode of this show that we've recorded this decade as uh, I think they'll all make the top eighty. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we just recorded number seventy nine. Yeah, we just did seventy nine. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's going to be released in twenty twenty. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to make the list.